0: welcome to the coaching call podcast with amy griffith i am your host amy griffith and i am so excited for today's episode i am also so excited for this life update i'm about to give you so let's just get into all the things we are doing a amy's advice episode i'm going to start filtering these in weaving these in to the podcast that i have been doing to go through your guys's questions. So you can submit questions at coaching call podcast on Instagram or at its Amy Griffith on Instagram. If you send it through to the coaching call podcast Instagram, I will likely see more of those. So you can literally just DM me and I'll also post onto my story and the coaching call podcast stories letting you know that a Q&A is coming up and to drop your questions. So I have compiled A solid handful i'm gonna try and get through as many as i can today i have about 10. i'm gonna do my best to get through those ones i didn't even get them all on here i just know that i'm gonna run out of time (laughs) i'm gonna run out of time and i want to get through to all your questions so we'll do many 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 of these and i'll give you some of my advice this that like these can be questions of business and social media which it primarily is but also friendships relationships wellness lifestyle travel like any questions that you guys want to know we can We can do a whole bunch of different things. So that's what we're doing. And also the coaching call podcast Instagram is new. I figured I'd have a little internet spot where it's solely focused on the podcast because I will be doing video content where I'm going to start recording an actual video and hopefully figure out how to put that onto Spotify and Apple podcasts and all the things, whatever. I don't know how these things work. I'm going to try and do that. And I'll be posting little short clips of it on the Instagram. And I'll also be giving you updates, sneak peeks, like all the things on that page. So please go follow it. It's a baby account right now with not much happening on it. And I'm really excited to get that up and running just so I can deliver more value to you all. Okay, let's get into life updates. So I am currently sitting in a beautiful sky-high 18th floor private office. It's rustic. There's like coffee table books on the table, a globe, a TV. I think this room is soundproof. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in this episode. Um I'm looking out at the city of Chicago and the lake. It's just like it's kind of a dream. It's kind of a dream. It's crazy. It's beautiful. I have finally arrived in Chicago. I have moved in with my boyfriend and brought the dog, brought the cat. I drove 25 hours over this previous weekend um, with the animals and my, my mother, bless her sweet soul, she stayed with me, she came with me, she helped me with everything and she's actually out sitting in the other room. So we love that. She's staying until tomorrow, tomorrow, Yes, tomorrow, and I'm gonna take her back to the airport. So it's been so lovely having some family time, having visits, and just settling in. I've ordered so many, well, I have Target now. Hello, Target is right across the road. I go to Target, I'm getting little things, this, that, and whatever, to kind of spice up my life in my new apartment, and it's just been so fun being here. Downside to this, of course, when things go really good, other things come into I'm very sick you can't really tell in my voice but my body feels like garbage <laughs> so today I'm kind of feeling a bit better I actually kind of got my life together that's why I didn't do a video episode for this one like I had planned to because I literally look like a trash bag um not feeling like my best self but what I figured okay what work can I do today to make me feel like a human being I'm excited to get back into routine but I can't push it oh record a podcast. Nobody can see me. I can chat, 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 and I'm slowly getting back into things. So, but I am very good now at just like, okay, sleeping more, taking care of my body. I need to heal so I can be back at it and go explore Chicago and live my best life. So feeling really, really, really pumped for that. But yeah, really not doing too hot, little sticky poo right now. Um, but we're healing and getting back on track soon enough. Okay. Let's get into the questions. So I literally have not planned any answers for these. I just took screenshots of your guys's questions that you sent me and put them onto one little piece of paper and I'm just gonna go through and read them. So number one, how do you speak to someone's potential and not their problems? This is a great, these are all great questions. So this is a great question for leadership and within the business space of building a team, growing a team. It can be so easy to want to be everyone's best friend, right? You want your team to love you. You want them to love you and want to be your best friend. Yeah, I get it. But you are that's not your role in their life. Of course, you will develop friendships and you will become best friends and then you'll become family and la-di-da, it's all amazing. But at the same time, you're their mentor or you're their boss or you're their coach or you're whatever to them. It is your job. To be honest with them give them honest feedback and speak to their potential and believe in them i think the number one role like for me i'm within the network marketing space i have a global team there's a lot of people who i coach and i mentor and that comes with a lot of different personalities and a lot of different mindsets and different people in different phases of their life who are going through their growth journey at different paces and i think it's really important to understand how to speak that person's language So not like literally like go learn Spanish or whatever, like speak their language. But when the time comes, if someone is just like complaining or down in in the dumps or just like, yeah, their mindset's just not in the right place, I'll just ask them, I'm like, okay, like, yes, let me help you with this. Can I give you some honest feedback? I love to say that. Can I give you some honest feedback? And then it instead of you going in and being like, stop giving excuses, like blah, 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 all the things you're saying in your head that you want to say out loud, you're just gonna ask them like, can I give you some honest feedback? And now you are getting permission to speak to their potential and give them a little, a little love tap, a little love slap, you know? So I love to use that line so it can open up conversation. And of course, not just like drilling them into the ground, always when you're coaching and you're bringing up you know something that someone needs to change or a bit of an issue or something i start it with a compliment or something they're doing well or like yeah a positive lead with a positive note and then go into the thing that you want to talk about with them and then end it on a positive note as well as you practice this and you do this in your mentorship in your conversations it will become easier to do right so i'd say to someone like listen i've seen you sh- like you know, they give me permission to give them some honest feedback. Most people love this, to be honest. And if they don't love the question, like, can I give you honest feedback? They're not coachable. They don't want to look for mentorship. They're looking for someone to just cry to and complain to and basically be their friend, not their mentor. So that's going to be a difficult dynamic. And if they don't want to hear it, then okay, that's fine. But you can't really coach them. Like you can't really spend time there. So back to my example. Listen, Lisa, you have been showing up so consistently. I see you putting in the work. I see you posting. I see you, you know, on the calls. And I'm so proud of you for that. This, like this thing here is what I would focus on for you. I think, you know, if you give them an example, like, I think your mindset's really holding you back. Like, have you really been doing your personal growth every day? Have you read this book? Like, what are you doing to grow your mindset and start thinking like an entrepreneur? i think you might still be in that employee mindset stage and it's holding you back right so you can address things and bring things up to people and obviously that's one minor example in a positive way of like giving them options and ideas like have you been doing this just like questions to ask yourself to plant that seed in their mind and to help kind of guide them to the right place i do have people on my team who i'm a bit closer with or i can be a bit more honest with and i'm like Like I can just be more straight up of like, you need to get your shit together, like point point blank period, you need to get your shit together. That is your problem. And then we'll get into it. And they know, like, that's how we talk to each other. So they expect that from me. I'm not like, lovey vida, you know, going into their problems with them. I'm like, dude, you're, what do you, like, this is not you. Like, what's going on? Like, let's get, let's tap back into it. Right. So understanding their language. And if you don't know yet, just ask the honest feedback question first and then get into it with them. Right? And if someone's trying to talk to you all about their problems and excuses and issues, just try to redirect the conversation. Don't feed into it. Have empathy, of course. Have, you know, a heart. Like if people are going through massive life, personal life things with their family or their home, or just, you know, things happen in personal life that are pretty major, pretty traumatic like have a heart first. Some people I'm like, this is not the time for coaching. They need to grieve or they need to, whatever it is that they need when it's that big, I will just send love. I'll let them know I'm here to support you with anything that you need, business or not, like I want you to be okay, you know? So making sure that you are leading from that empathetic place, of course. But if it's a business conversation, then yeah, anyway, you get it, <laughs> that was long. Okay, let's let's get through these. Number two, how to grow a business with a young audience struggling to get people to commit? Okay, great question. I, okay, listen, I was 21 when I started my business. That's pretty freaking young. That's pretty young to be starting a business, but I get it. I have people who are like 18 starting a business and I can tell they just haven't, they've, most of them, 99% of them have never been in an entrepreneurial role. But same thing with 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 60-year-olds, They a lot of them also have never been in an entrepreneurial role, and it really isn't that much different. But I do understand what you're saying when they are that much younger. It can be hard to connect, especially if you are a few years older, to really help them see the vision and get them to commit. But at the same time, I think that goes for any age. I don't think it matters the age of your audience or your potential business partners or whatever it might be. I think it's just the person because like I started when I was 21, super young. I'm in school. I'm just a student. I didn't have any experience, but I hit the ground freaking running and I committed. And I also do find people who are at that kind of same age, early 20s, whatever it might be, who also know how to commit. But it's going to be 1% of 99% of people in every age. Like I will have people on my team who are in their 50s and they say, "Oh, I don't think the commitment level at this age just isn't there or You know, it'll be their own kind of excuses within what they think of the people their age and then people who are 20 years old and they're like, ah, like the people my age don't really commit. It's going to be the same wherever you go. It's not the age of the person. It's the person, right? It's the person and their wants and needs and their work ethic and their mindset as is, right? All you can do is be the example, and then you will attract and connect with people of all different ages but who know how to commit when you are committed if you are the most committed person and you show up like that and you practice what you preach you will by default start to attract the committed people does that make sense and then if you're a bit wavery if you're a bit la da if you're a bit in and out hopping around whatever like this is a good time to check yourself if you're like oh like uh, my audience is young people aren't committing it's like okay wait where's my commitment level at? I don't think it's the age of my audience I think it's how I'm showing up because you'll find people at all different ages who do know how to commit it's just going to be less people because that's just that's kind of just the way life is right okay number three what was your biggest struggle with growing your business and how did you overcome it Okay, so I definitely had a lot of struggles, and I feel like it can be tricky for me to answer these types of questions because I have like trained my brain. I've done so much personal growth, and I literally only focus on the positives as much as humanly as possible. That I think my literal brain pattern has shifted, so I don't see the obstacle or struggle. I just see it as growth. But at the same time, I'm not like everything's been perfect and like my journey's been perfect. There's been struggle. I just always look at it as a positive and it's something that I needed to become a better leader. I needed to grow my personal brand. I needed to grow my business. There was a reason for that stage in my business. Like it was for a reason. But I would say the first thing that comes to mind when I was brand, brand, brand new, I really cared about what people thought of me. I felt so nervous and anxious and it's like, I wanted to shout about my business from the rooftops. But at the same time, I wanted absolutely nobody to look at me or see me or hear me because I was so nervous and like low key embarrassed. I don't I don't know, like, I hope you guys can kind of relate to this. But like, I was super nervous about it. But what helped me was personal growth, listening to podcasts, reading books. If you're not doing that, well, you obviously are. Hello, (laughs) you're listening to this podcast. But like, every day you guys no days off you need to be reading and learning and learning from people who are where you want to be and learning and listening to successful people who have gone before you and have what you want and learn how their brain works because i started to adapt these values and these mindsets from other people and i had to learn like i cannot listen to people Who are not in a position that i want to be in like i had i really had to get over that and also my vision was so much greater than the opinions of others i as my vision grew and as i really studied it and tapped into it and i took it seriously you might be thinking like yeah i want more money i want more time i want to be my own boss that's so surface level you need to dig into that and understand why and what your lifestyle is actually going to look like when you have all the time in the world and when you have all the money in the world what is it for? Why are we doing it? Do you know what I mean? Like, really dig into it. And that became my focus. And then, day by day, slowly and surely, I started to get over it. I started to practice putting myself out there and I started to challenge myself. This is a fun little game if you also struggle with this, of caring what people think. Do one thing every single day that's out of your comfort zone. Do one thing every single day that is so uncomfortable, but it's going to move your business forward and grow you as a person that I just started to play with that. I was like, hey, this scares the actual crap out of me. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it today like a little game. I'm going to do it. See how it feels. Whatever. Brush it off. Go on the next day. Do something else that gets me out of my comfort zone. And then I started to enjoy it. It became fun and my business started to grow. And as I started to watch my business grow, because I was taking this uncomfortable action, I was like. This is where it is <laughs> like this is where I need to be the fact that I'm nervous and anxious and scared is a good sign because it means if I take action on this, my life's going to get better and I'm going to grow and I'm going to weed out all those people who aren't on my side or who don't see what I see and I'm going to find the people who do and that really became my mission and that is what I focused on. Okay, oh, we're getting through this guys. Let us go. Hold on. Let me have a little sippy sip. Keep hydrated. Let's go. Okay uh best tips on growing an engaged community on IG best tips on growing an engaged community on IG so just getting your followers and community to engage with you more i would say really showing people some type of journey i find people love that they start to engage a bit more they'd start to follow you on that journey so like as i was prepping to move i'd post about it every single day on my TikTok and giving you little life updates, how I'm feeling things I've been doing that day. And that started to create more engagement for me. And it obviously doesn't need to be that it can be any type of little journey that you're going on. Um, I just it becomes like a reality TV show in a way, like your own little personal one on your Instagram that people can tap into and see what the next day and day is. And as we get closer to the thing, like they get to be a part of that with you, I find that really helpful. And like, more of a tangible one is doing little sticker taps or Q and A boxes or polls and stuff like that. And you guys, a little hack for this. And I know what you're all thinking. If you post a and A box, no one asks you questions. That is so standard. Sometimes it still happens to me, okay, about certain things and that it doesn't matter. You can ask yourself questions and then you'll go into that sticker box and answer your own question. It's anonymous. It's anonymous. You can even put up a question box, ask yourself a bunch of questions that you want to answer for the people. Go live, and you can pull up those question boxes. Again, it's anonymous, and it will look like you have this engagement that you have created yourself. Do this enough, people are going to start to chime in. They're going to be like, oh, people are asking questions. They just don't want to be the first one, but they won't know otherwise, and then they can ask questions, and you can start to get some more engagement from that. And if you're doing polls or little things like that, make it. Easy. I posted the water yesterday on my Instagram story. Just the water at my new beach. I was at a new dog beach, and it looks like the ocean, but it's actually a lake. And I just put up a poll with no context, and I said, lake or ocean? And people got to tap which one that they thought the water was. Y'all got it wrong. Y'all think it's an ocean. I know it looks like an ocean. It's just a massive freaking lake. And that's so random, but it was a part of my day. People knew I was at the dog beach and I just did a little engagement poll and people had a great time. It was like easy, like ask people easy things or ask about them, ask them, what age group are you? 18 to 25, 26 to 32, like, I don't know. You can do whatever you want and just people can ask answer questions about themselves and you can get to know your audience and the easier you make it, this is all things social media, the simpler you create it to be. The simpler you make it, the easier it is to read and listen to and watch, the more that people will and the more likely they will engage. So make your question boxes and your Q&As and your polls and your whatever simple. Don't make it rocket science. Don't make it long paragraphs. People will not read it. People will not wanna be a part of that. So keep it simple, huge hack. Okay, what to do if you feel burnout? Great question. As I'm sitting here, sick as a dog, not really, but like trying to pull my way out of it before that rises to the surface. If you feel burnout, the goal is to kind of never hit that point where you're at burnout. And I think burnout comes from doing a lot of things, or this is actually, I think it's a saying somewhere, I've seen this a lot, where you're doing things that you don't actually like to do or things that don't fuel your soul. And that don't make you happy you will burn out so much faster so much more often i tried to build my days in ways where i am it's full of things that i love it is like a day in the life and it's the best freaking day ever of course you guys we have work to do things come up crises come up you know th- we can go off track a little bit and things don't always go exactly as we want in life it can be stressful i know but ultimately you are making time for those things that you love and things that fuel you and your purpose of where you're going will help you stay clear of ever feeling burnt out, but also prioritizing rest often before you burn out. I am making sure I'm getting eight plus hours of sleep a night. Haven't been doing that on the road trip. It was like three hours, get up, go drive. (laughs) Obviously there's going to be little periods of time where sleep is just not an option. Like It just becomes a bit tricky, but that's always temporary. And for the most part, like what things are you doing to keep yourself healthy and thriving and good to go? Yes, work hard, also play hard, but also rest. Like make sure you are giving yourself enough sleep at night. You're hydrating yourself enough. This is a little mommy advice time now. Like you need to be taking care of your body and keeping yourself healthy and happy and doing whether it's meditation or reading, like I love to read a good Colleen Hoover book or Taylor Jenkins read. Oh my God, that fuels my soul. It makes me calm. I read it at night before bed or I'll lay out in the sun a little bit when I'm feeling healthy and I will read my book. And that like, it's just a little bit of me time that takes me out of my own world, puts me into a different universe. And I can just chill for a little bit, slows down the heart rate. You know, you can just like relax a little bit. And then I go back into work when I have set my own office hours and work my business. And I just it feels good to have a little bit of that balance. And if I'm in a crazy push season, a a season where I am striving for a goal and things are going crazy, yeah, my reading sessions of my little romance, lovey-dovey crazy novel might be a bit smaller, but that's okay, I can still schedule those in and make it a part of my day to avoid that burnout period. So yeah, just make sure you're filling your days with things that you love, but also scheduling in that rest as needed for you so that you don't hit that point of feeling burnt out. Okay, how to stay motivated when your reels and content aren't getting engagement? Okay, great question, because I feel like every single one of you who just heard that question are like, yeah, hi. (laughs) Hi, that's me. (laughs) Like, that is me. Listen, I want you guys to know, Some of you know this already, some of you don't, but I, when, okay, I've been running my business for four years. I think it was like 2020, yeah, around 2020 or 2021, whatever, I started to learn that I could post content to generate leads and have them come to me and post content to have clients come to me and more of an attraction marketing style and I really wanted to dive into into that. That really thrilled me. That really got me excited. I was like, hey, yeah, let's do that. And I was posting, this is when I started to go crazy on like Instagram and posting reels and stuff, which I still do to this day, but it was new for me at the time. And I started to post one reel a day, every single day. And at least four of those reels that week were like business related, where I would share the business opportunity, a little bit of the vision, how I was doing what I was doing. I would do it in different ways and I'd have a call to action so that people could drop an emoji in the comments if they wanted to learn more information, okay? And I started to do this, and I was posting every day, every day until eight months passed. Eight months of at least four of these reels every single week were business-related to generate leads nobody was commenting, nobody was dming me, nothing was happening. So sure, some might got more views than others, some will get some other little comments, whatever, that's all great and dandy. But I'm here to build a business. I was like, okay. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. I knew that it's going to take time and a tremendous amount of consistency. 8 months is a long time to be doing that and hold the hope. But after I'm roughly 8 months, I don't know. I didn't really like like time track this, but it was, I would say eight months. And then finally, people started to comment on some, like three or four comments. And I lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, it's starting to work. And then I continued to post every single day. And now it's been a few years. People come to me every day. There's comments on my reels every day because I have posted so many freaking reels, thousands. And There's people in my DMs, in my Reels, going to old Reels from four weeks ago, going to new ones, things pop off here and there, some don't, whatever. There's people coming to me every single day asking about the business opportunity. And I share this with you because you might be doing this right now or you're thinking of doing this and you're like, nothing's happening, keep going keep going. I'm currently in that position with product. I really focus on the business side. I love to coach. I love to mentor. I love to help people make money. I love to help people grow their confidence in their own businesses. That's where my passion lays. I also sell products and I've been starting to do it a real a day focused on my top selling product and I'm doing it in different ways and not much is coming from it here and there a little bit, but not much is coming from it, but I'm going to keep doing it every single day anyway, because I know that over time, because of all that practice I'm doing, my content is simply going to get better. It's going to get stronger. People are going to see it over and over. New people are going to be seeing it every day. I know it's going to come to fruition and it's going to start to generate more leads of my ideal clients that I get to help. Like, I'm just trusting that. You really have to trust it in your mind and commit to that time that it takes and that practice that you get to be in. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, It's that mindset around it too, right? See it as practice, see it as experience. It's not wasted reels. It's not wasted content. You're literally growing and getting better as you go and getting to be creative with each one. And you guys, you never know, the reel you post today or tomorrow might be the one that goes viral or might be the one that brings you all these new leads. And sometimes it's not even my viral pieces of content. Maybe I get 2000 views on a reel and two comments of people wanting information or wanting the products and they buy or they join, that to me is a success. (laughs) That to me is a tremendous success. It doesn't always need to be viral and millions of views and like that's just not what I'm focused on. Some, sure, will go viral and that has happened as well where there's hundreds of thousands of comments and I can barely keep up. That can happen too, but that shouldn't be your main focus and goal. Know that each piece of content is gonna help grow your business even if it's not the one going viral, it's all for a purpose. It's all building your practice and it's building the habit. That eight months season without getting any results put me into the habit of posting a piece of content every day, posting a reel every single day and now posting TikToks every single day. I'm just in the habit. I literally, it's second nature. I just do it. That is so valuable for my business long term because now it's engraved in me it's not rocket science i'm just gonna do it and that will allow my business to stay consistent and continue to grow because i have developed that habit so just yeah hopefully hearing my story of how freaking long it took it can happen a lot sooner for you it could take longer for you we don't know but i really stayed patient and trusted, like maybe the real, the next one I make is going to be the one, you know, like who knows? And if it's not, whatever, maybe the one after that, we're going to keep going and having fun with it anyway. And also, of course, tapping into the back end of your business at this time, don't just post your reels and wait for that to grow your business. Like I was still digging into the back end of my business, taking care of my clients, posting on different apps as well, talking to people, engaging, having conversations while i was posting my reels because that attraction marketing often takes a lot of time but once it starts to take off it's going to continue to grow you like i envision my reels and my tiktoks as my little employees they're my little digital employees that i put out into the world galaxies of the internet and they go do the work for me they are landing on people's for you page and they're wherever the heck they're going in that little digital universe They're my little employees. They're going to work. I don't need to think about them again. I can do the work that I can focus on and that's in my control. That mindset and that idea has also helped me a lot with my content. Okay, that was a big one. Okay, okay. how did you manage growth in the business and hitting your goals and your relationship? Okay, so this is a really great question and I think something that... It's a big one. This could be a whole podcast on its own, I think, because this is tricky because all relationships are so different. I can give you guys a little look into mine of when I first started my business and I was promoting quickly through my company and a lot of growth was happening. I, time management, baby, like I really think scheduling, like I said, with avoiding burnout, like managing your downtime and your school schedule and your work schedule, your business schedule and your relationship schedule. Like I still made date nights a priority, right? I wasn't perfect, I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of nights, especially when I moved into an apartment where I had my own office space. (laughs) That was kind of damaging, I think, like not tremendously but I would go into the office till like all night and I would just stay in there and dawdle around and do my work. And my poor man is laying in bed. I don't know. I've heard, that. like, I've talked to my mom and she said her boyfriend does the same. But, like, they'll have the movie paused at the beginning waiting for you to come to bed. And then it takes me an hour to do my skincare, And they're just, like, laying there waiting for you. Like, bless their souls. And I come in two hours later and he's passed out. And the movie's still paused. And I feel so bad. I'm, like, I am the worst. But then I'd repeat. And I'd do it again and again. So, by no means was I perfect. I'll tell you that. But... For the most part, I was pretty perfect. Okay. Like, um, eh, just kidding. So I would first of all enroll him in my vision. As soon as I started my business, he didn't really understand. He came around quicker because he saw how happy it made me, how seriously I was taking it. I'd share my goals with him. I said, Okay, this is the first promotion title. This is what I need to do. Like, here's the income and the commissions and the bonuses available here. Like, I'm excited to do this. I'm going to do this. Like, I want, you know, here, like, be a part of it with me. Like, this is us. Let's go. Let's go do this together. And like, cheer me on, whatever. And really at the beginning, it was just me focused on my own stuff. Didn't share a whole lot with him. But as I started to grow, he really did see my mood change and how happy I was becoming and how excited I was about something. And that helped him come around to it a lot and get excited about it with me because I was happy, right? And I was also taking it seriously. If I wasn't, if I was pushing it off to the side, and if I was in and out, he might not have taken it as seriously because I wasn't. So, why would I expect him to do the same? And then doing things like scheduling date nights together, you know, scheduling date nights, scheduling time, even if it's takeout sushi and watching a movie, like actually making that an absolute priority. And now for me, this is a great question because I'm living with my boyfriend again. We were apart for the summer and now we're back together. I'm going to go through that again where it's like, okay, I need to come to bed when it's bedtime. I need to prioritize us. I want to schedule date nights and do things for each other and do things for him and make him a part of that, you know, the whole goal as well or something I do. I remember training on this. I don't even know. It's all just coming back to me, but like he loves the Buffalo Bills. Okay, loves football, loves football, loves the Bills. Let's go. So he would like put on a game on the Sundays and I'd sit on the couch with him, be in his presence. But then he knows, I don't know what the heck is happening in the game. I don't follow it. They're throwing the ball. Then they stop and start. And it says, you know, they're stopping for this long, but then it's much longer. I'm like, I really don't understand what's going on in this game. Maybe one day I'll get it. But right now I just simply don't. And I'd sit on my phone and he understands, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. So he doesn't really care that I'm on my phone and I do my work. It's my little office hours sitting in the presence of the Buffalo Bills and my man. And it made everyone happy here. Throw my feet up on his lap, rub my feet a little bit, get excited about the game. I'll just be on my phone glancing up every now and then making sure everyone's happy. And I'm going to be doing some of my work. Let's go bills. Okay. That's what I would do. Just being in your partner's presence can do a lot as well. So just taking those things into consideration, like scheduling your time, being in their presence, and letting them know, like filling them in, this is what I'm doing, this is the work that I'm doing, this is my vision, this is my next goal, this is the trip we should go on, this is what I want to save for so we can go on this trip or earn this incentive trip together. And just like make them a part of it with you so that even when things do get busy and crazy or you're pushing for a goal and it's a little hectic, they are in the know. When they're left in the dark, then they get upset. Then they get pissed and they're like, what is going on? Like rightfully so, right? So just keeping open communication and conversation and talking about that with them can be so helpful so that you can still focus on your thing. And keeping in mind, you guys like don't make your why your excuse. So if you are you know working to earn a trip for you and your partner to go on or saving for something spectacular or you know saving to build your custom home i don't know what it whatever it is that you're doing like don't use going out with your partner as an excuse as to why you can't work your business like work your business so that you can do all those things with your partner and so you can have more time with your partner and build that life that you say that you want and making them sure that they are in the know of that is gonna be crucial to actually making it happen, but it does start with you and then they can keep you accountable, okay? Okay, how to work and deal with people who have such a different mindset on money and business? So, great question. I would say, keep in mind, this is something I did very poorly at the beginning because I had to learn this. I struggled so much, you guys, because I started my business red hot ready to go running not like most people are not going to be like that and you need to take into consideration people's personal growth journeys up into this point like I know for me I have always been independent I've always wanted to do my own thing I worked better when it was on my own schedule grade 11 and 12 so pretty much all of high school I didn't do traditional public school I did like correspondence, so I would only do school for a couple hours a day, and the rest of the day was mine. I was going to work, I was teaching dance, I was dancing as well, and like it was just my own, I was already on my own schedule. And then I've been in competitive dance for years, and then I went to university for dance, and I had, like dancers, you have to generate this level of discipline and commitment, and teamwork and showing up every single day, regardless of how you're feeling. Like I was built with that. My dad was in the military for 30 years. Like I, <laughs> there's all these things that played into my work ethic and my discipline and my mindset before I started business. So even though I didn't have experience and no idea how to do social media or any, any of the things that I do now, I have grown that work ethic ever since I was out of the womb. You know until i came into this world so everyone has diff- different stories and backgrounds and experience levels and i think it's really important to take that into consideration not everyone who starts their business or who becomes a part of your team or that you hire on is go- going to be as driven as you or understand money like you do or understand business like you do they're new they are new so you need again speak to them in their language Right, bring that energy up for them, breathe breathe the belief into them for them because they've probably never had anyone believe in them the way that you do, right? And just knowing that they're on their own journey and they're gonna learn as they go, you get to lead by example. So if you're working with people and as straight out of the quote, dealing with people, like you shouldn't have to deal with anyone, you should just be leading by example, breathing that belief into them and letting them come along as long as they have access to the resources and you are you know, leading in that way, we're all adults here, right? We're all adults building our business. Like they can figure it out. They can come to you for their questions and all those things, but just know most people are gonna be in and out. Most people won't wanna do the work that it takes to grow their money mindset or to really understand business Or it might not happen for a few months or a few years when they really get it or something in their life happens where they're like "Okay, i need to grow this i need to make it work and then bam they're out out the gate running and you're like who is this person where did you come from like everyone's growing at their own pace and you need to honor that and respect that but at the same time of course pulling them up a little bit like telling them, like, yeah, no, you can do this. No, you already know what to do. Like, yeah, no, you got it. Let's do this. Like, what is it that you want to create with this? Always bringing that energy for them and around them to inspire them to work. But you cannot make them work, especially if you are also network marketing. We're no one's boss. You're not required to, you shouldn't ever boss people around, tell them what to do, whatever. They can come to you for guidance and you can guide them for sure. But most of the time, you're just leading by example, doing your own thing. And those who want to come with you will, those who don't won't, and that's okay. But ultimately, at the end of the day with this question, just knowing everyone's going to have different mindsets. Don't get frustrated by that. That's normal. People come from different places within their life, different histories, different stories. And that's all good. And they can develop and grow at the right pace for them. Okay, another little sip of water. I think I'm going to be maxed out on my time soon. I don't know. I don't know, we'll find out in a few minutes. Okay, friendships. So this is a little different. Friendships, them ending even after being so close for so long. Dynamics, common problems, question mark. Okay, so friendships with them ending after being close for so long. I Okay, the first thing that comes to mind for me with this, because I have friends, (laughs) I have friends, I have friends, from who I'm still super close with from my hometown. Not a whole lot, but there's definitely a few who are like my ride or dies that I'll see once every two years or whatever. (laughs) or We'll talk every now and then. I have friends who are all over the world, especially in the work that I do. My friends are literally all over the world. A lot of my closest best friends are in Vancouver, Canada. I'm over here in Chicago now. One of my best friends from university was out in the UK doing her master's, like, let's freaking go. They're everywhere. My closest friends are everywhere. And it can be hard to stay close or keep that relationship alive or that friendship alive when you are away or on the go. But I think something to really take note of is that that, I think, is healthy. I think as adults, like, okay, let's take it back. When we're kids, your neighbors, you're with your best friend every day, whatever. You're having sleepovers all the time. You go to school together every day. You see each other every single day. And then you go off to university or you don't, or you go travel the world, or you just go on to a different path in general. You are not in this routine of seeing your besties every single day. That's normal. And it can be a weird shift if you are younger and maybe you're kind of in that place. It can be such a weird shift. But that's adulthood, right? It can take a little extra work to go make plans with your bestie or things don't always map out or you have different schedules or maybe they're married with kids now, they're gonna be on a whole different wavelength and that's okay. So I think it can be a little bit hard at first to realize like, damn, like we're not the close type friend group we once were or it's just different now or I just haven't seen them for so long or in this question, like you're saying, maybe the friendship has just ended after being close for so long. I don't know if it was like a spicy, dramatic, bad ending, or if it was just simply like, you don't talk to them anymore. Either way, that is going to happen when you become an adult and you, both you and your friends start to have different, start, that was in English, start to have different mindsets or interests or adventures you wanna do. You're becoming people. You're literally developing into your own person and your own individual. And it's okay if that makes you drift, right? And a lot of my friends, I we are complete opposites, but we stay close because we have a good time together. and We get each other. We know all each other's deepest, darkest secrets, and we love each other. But work-wise or relationship-wise or just life-wise, we're different. And that's so fine. So I'll talk to them when I do. We'll catch up when we do. If they're in town, we'll visit. If I'm in town, I'll come visit. Like, And it's all good. But if we don't and say like the friendship technically has ended, then like that's okay too. There doesn't need to be anything bad or any beef or anything sad about it. It's literally like it's just kind of life, right? It's how it goes when you do become an adult. With dynamics and common problems, honestly, just like a basic relationship, open communication. Talking to people and having that open communication if there's something you need to resolve with your friend I would definitely just create a space where you would be like, listen, like you're my best friend or you're my friend. Things are feeling a little bit off. I feel like I need more context for this question to really talk about or talk to what you are talking about. So Maybe we can bring that one back around. But just saying to them like, listen, you're my friend. I feel like things have been off or I know this has come up. I really want to talk about it with you. Like I really value our friendship. I don't want to lose you as a friend. I don't want things to be weird. Can we have a conversation about it? Because this sucks, right? And just being genuine and open and honest and really bringing up what it is that the common problem is for you guys and having that conversation can honestly do wonders because they might be feeling the exact same way, right? Okay, I hope that helped. And okay, last question, and then we're gonna wrap this party up. Any advice for those who may be taking longer in their business than most? Listen, You're in comparison mode fully. With this question, you are in full comparison mode, whether you know it or not. Well, now you know for sure, because I'm telling you. If you are looking around and you're like everyone else, like I am taking longer in my business compared to everyone else and compared to most, you are spending your time looking at everybody else, even if it's for two seconds, that's two seconds too long, my friend. Look back into your business your path is no one else's no one else's path is yours like we already shared and talked about you have gone through different life experiences you don't know other other people's history if someone comes into business and they're going 10 out of 10 full speed full fledged promoting within a couple days like I don't know whatever it is and you're like what's wrong with me what am I doing wrong you cannot compare yourself to those people because you don't know the full story. You don't know their activity level. You don't know how their mindset is locked in right now. You have no idea. You need to take your energy from thinking about them and looking at them and take it back into yourself and think about what can I do for my business today? What are my goals right now? You are only in competition with the person you were yesterday, the cheesy quote, right? But it's so true. Like You cannot be looking around and wondering what's wrong with you or if you're doing something wrong or whatever it might be, like embrace your journey, whatever pace it's going at right now, work on growing yourself, work on growing your skill sets, work on growing your mindset. You will be so much happier and you won't be in that comparison mode. And I actually think I have a podcast. I can't remember which number it is, but it's called comparison mode is not it. I I think that's what it's called. Go find that one and take a listen to that because that might give you it would not my. It will give you a lot of solutions to what you're feeling right now. And yeah, just go give that a listen because that's exactly what you'll want to do. Extra questions that I didn't answer in this podcast because I've made a podcast that really identifies that exact question that you have. Um, someone asked leveling up in business advice on the push and how to handle it. Please go to episode 10. It's called it's time to push for your goal. You'll love that. Other question is, starting social media from zero, what to do? Go listen to episode four, building big business on social media. You'll want to do that. You'll want to keep listening to the podcast because I go through all these types of questions very often in a lot of my episodes and will continue to do so. So with that being said, this is a long ass episode, but I loved it. I'm excited to do more of these and answer more of your guys' questions. So again, go to at Coaching Call Podcast on Instagram. DM me your questions. Put them in the question box when it pops up when I'm doing the next one. And you can also, of course, as always, screenshot this podcast, screenshot this episode and post it onto your story. You can tag me at it's Amy Griffith also, please do tag the podcast at Coaching Call Podcast. I will appreciate that so much. Spread the word, let the people know, and just share it with people. If this was helpful for helpful for you, it's going to be helpful for the people around you, for your teams, whoever it might be, and I love that for you all. And also make sure to rate this five stars if you did enjoy this so I can continue to pump these out for you. And yeah, that's all the goods, you guys. Thank you again for all your questions. I'm excited for the next one of this and I will chat with you all on the next episode.